You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 73. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. Jamie and I talk pretty often about running our own businesses and the challenges associated with it. One of the biggest challenges is being a boss, deciding when the time is right to grow our team, conducting interviews, completing the hiring process, and then managing that team. In this week's episode, we tackle this tough subject matter and share our own experiences when it comes to being bosses. We also touch on some typically taboo topics, including how we pay our employees, how much we pay for our business space, and more. I have to tell you, I am very excited to be talking about this topic today. Um, I feel like I need to talk about this with another music therapist who's going through some of the same stuff or has been through the same stuff because I found that lately I am almost 100% putting my boss hat on and I am doing all of the big things, the hiring, the uh, scheduling, the managing and all of this stuff in um, very, very intensively right now, I am being the boss at Harmony Garden. And so I'm very excited to be chatting about some of these things with you um, to kind of get some of this off my chest and to just have some real-time talk about these things today. Yeah, I'm excited too. You have been going through a lot with your business over the past couple of months, and it seems like things kind of go in ebbs and flows. Like sometimes we'll be really concentrated on the clinical side and our client work and our classes, and then other times it's just a tidal wave of business-related things, and I feel like we're both kind of in that spot right now, so this episode comes at a really good time so we can kind of get into all this juicy stuff. (laughs) Very juicy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get to kind of where we're at currently, let's rewind it back a little bit. We've kind of both talked here and there about the history of our businesses, but let's dive a little deeper into kind of talking about when we decided that we were going to expand from just us working in the business to building a team. So why don't you start? Yeah. Well, when I started Harmony Garden, I was definitely just me. Um, And it was having babies always kind of pushed me into um, finding another music therapist to work for me. Um, But that was more just casual. Like I needed a contractor to cover the the sessions and the groups and the contracts that I had because I didn't want... Um, people in my area to go without. Um, So it was after I had Madeline that that therapist really started to stick. And I realized, oh my gosh, I need somebody else to be doing some of this because it is truly getting to a point. At that point, it was truly getting to a point where I couldn't do it and manage it all on my own. And that would have been, uh, I opened in 2006. And so that would have been when I had Madeline was 2015. Um, so it was about t- almost 10 years was when I was truly like, nope, I need more people to do this. <laughs> How about you? When, when did you make that change? Well, I kind of had an interesting progression of my business. I started as a solo business owner and private practitioner in 
2007 and it was just me up until 2012 when Katie Camrad, who is now my business partner and I've talked about her a lot on the podcast, she contacted me and told me that she had moved to the area and was looking for some music therapy work. So she came on as an independent contractor and from that point, she contracted with me for about two years and that worked out really, really nicely. I had a full caseload and a pretty big waiting list, so she took on the waiting list. We really didn't interact much aside from email and that was about it. She worked completely independently of me. I never saw her, um, but we had a nice working relationship. A really um, it, Things just worked out really nicely. And after my son was about 10 months old, Katie and I got together. She had asked for some book recommendations and just wanted to pick my brain a little bit. And so we met up and we got to talking and that's when we decided to expand into a partnership. So moving from me owning the business and her working as an independent contractor to kind of joining forces. And at that point, having an almost one-year-old, I was so ready for that. I was ready to take some of those boss responsibilities off my shoulders, more of the administrative stuff, and kind of pass it off or kind of share the load with her. So Katie and I made up the entire team for about a year. And at that point, we were both completely full. We had no openings, but we're getting tons and tons of referrals. So at that point, we hired a music therapist and a piano teacher. That was in 2015. That was also right after my daughter Mia was born. So it was kind of a crazy time. We're trying to navigate these brand new waters of hiring employees, and I've got this newborn. Oh, and by the way, we opened a new clinic space too. <laughs> right, so right. There was a lot going on. But again, <laughs> it's like one of those tidal wave uh, examples right there. Yes. It's like things come in waves and everything just happened at once. And from that point on, it was kind of like once that switch was flipped, we figured out, oh, having people work for you is actually really nice because – you can bring in more business, you can advertise more, you can reach out into the community and look for more opportunities because at that point we'd really just been, you know, adding people to our waiting list and yeah. that's not something that you want to do when you own a business. So we from there continued kind of a mix of bringing on independent contractors and hiring. So over the years we've um, had independent contractors come and go we um, said goodbye to our first music therapist about a year and a half ago. She moved, and now we have a team of four music therapists and, oh, goodness, I want to say four or five, I think five independent contractors. So we've grown quite a bit, but once you get over the hurdle of figuring out how to bring people onto your team and how to manage your team, it, the whole process gets much easier. And we'll get into that a whole lot more in this episode because I know you've got a lot of thoughts on, yeah. on those things. Yes, a lot of thoughts. Um, I, I think it's amazing that after two years of Katie um, 
being an independent contractor with you, that you guys went that giant leap to become a partner. I mean, that's like a marriage. That's a business marriage. <laughs> it's a serious yes, thing. It so is. it's so cool that you found someone like that. It was really cool. And I will say, you know, there were people that looked at me kind of funny, like, really? You know, you've run this business for how many years now? And you you really want to, you know, give up the reins it, to that degree? And honestly, my answer was a thousand percent yes. Yeah. Like having a small child and knowing that I wanted another another child pretty soon, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. I could have continued doing what I was doing, which was seeing clients in my home. And that was great. But I knew that there were big, bigger and better things in store for Music Therapy Connections. So really that that kind of sealed the deal and we we hit it off as business partners immediately and there's never been never been any question about it since. So yeah. yeah, we got we got super lucky. I know that partnerships can be a big endeavor and they don't work out for a lot of people, but but so far, so good. Yeah. And I, I um have always done the independent contractor thing route, excuse me, with the therapist that I have brought on um, to cover my maternity leaves, which there would have been one, two, three, four of them over three maternity leaves. You know, it always worked really well. And it it wasn't until I had Riley and went on that maternity leave. Well, I guess there was another fifth, there was a fifth uh, independent contractor that I brought on because I needed two to cover um, when I went um, on maternity leave with Riley. And I realized after I came back from that maternity leave, that I no longer could have independent contractors. Like I needed to have my hands in what they were doing. I needed to um, be able to have meetings and communication. It was more than just like, yep, here's your thing. You're doing it. I've heard you're doing a good job, you know, from word of mouth and like, keep doing the thing. Um, you know, that only goes so far in, in, uh, your growth when you are just seeing leaps and bounds of contracts coming in. And like you said, riding that wave, that wave came really, really hard after I had Riley and could see that the growth needed to be taking place like now. So I just started doing that shuffle to employees um, in March of this year. And it's been an interesting web to like work out and figure out okay, so now I need a payroll system, um, you know, and now I need this, like just all kinds of different things um, that I'd never had to develop or um, that I had to just rethink everything that I was doing. I, I feel like all of a sudden I have so much say in everything that it's almost overwhelming, but it's super exciting because I have people to bounce things off of and talk through things. And, um, you know, they're, my employees now are wanting to do some contract development themselves, which I think is a, an important part of the job too. And I, you know, that's all stuff that I couldn't do with my independent contractors. So, um, now as of today, um, and this is like breaking news, I have two full-time music therapists and, one part-time music therapist and one contract contractor, all music therapists. Um, wow. Yes, I brought my la- my uh, my breaking news one on yesterday. <laughs> I 
I just realized as I went through my process that there was way too much still that was not going to be covered as far as service work, and I just needed to bite the bullet. And I offered a full-time position to a music therapist who is moving right now in the next week from Tennessee. So, oh my gosh! So I you know. have that additional weight of somebody moving to yes. work with you. And the other girl that just started moved from New York. So I mean, you know, they are jumping in. <laughs> I'm just running with it. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that says a lot about you as a business owner and what you've built in Harmony Garden Music Therapy. Because why else would they move? Make such a big leap. To come work with you, so that's amazing. Congratulations! Thank you. It's been it's been definitely a ride. I will tell you that. Um, but I'm I'm super excited and nervous, but excited to the direction that we're going in and seeing how everything's panning out. Really, to start in September, which is like next week almost. Um, you know, to really get things up and running. Uh, so yeah, so my team has drastically grown. <laughs> Sounds like it. Wow. We've had some evolution as far as independent contractors to employees. And we've had the good fortune of one of our music therapists, our current full-time therapist, she actually started as an intern. So she kind of served as our guinea pig because she was our intern. We had another music therapist at the time. Our first one is the one that moved away. But Elizabeth started as our intern. So she was with us for six months, and then we brought her on as an independent contractor. And we quickly realized that having an independent contractor as a music therapist, kind of like what you were saying, it's just, it's too hard when you want to have a say in the way that they're practicing and have a little bit more um, knowledge about, about what they're doing in their sessions and be able to observe and give feedback. It's just so much easier and better for the business, I think when those music therapists are employees. So we transitioned her to an employee position. And then after several months, we transitioned her to a full-time employee position. So we've kind of been able to slowly learn the ropes and figure out, okay, this system works, this doesn't work so well, and kind of play around with things so that when we then hired another music therapist back in February – we had things down to an art almost to where we knew exactly the the route to take with her. So it's, um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. But I also feel like now that we've, we've brought those two music therapists on as employees, it's like, okay, let's do more. Let's do more. Because this whole world has opened up as far as the amount of contracts that we can take on and just the breadth of our of our business and our services that we're providing has has really just skyrocketed. So it's been really interesting. It's kept us on our toes and it's helped us to grow as business owners. Um, I will say that Katie does most of the HR within our business. So I'm kind of more the PR person. I handle um, clients or potential clients that um, get in touch with us. I handle social media, emailing, all of that stuff, whereas she does more of the internal employee management and managing the independent contractors. And this summer, she sat down and reworked all of our paperwork, all of our policies, all of our, basically the whole system that we use to manage our team. And 
now we're like, okay, we're, we're pretty legit now. We've got this whole series of employee onboarding forms and mm-hmm. we've gotten it down to a science. So it's been fun to expand as a business that way and to, I think, just feel more, I don't know, legit is a good word for it, really. Yeah. Because I feel like as business owners, we're constantly just figuring things out as we go. But having that system in place, especially for something as important as bringing on team members and managing a team is so crucial. So let's kind of get into some of that since that's top of mind for you right now. You've been through this interview and hiring process so much lately. Yes. Tell me kind of what that looks like for you. So I have this whole process for um, doing big applications and putting the information out and and I had my job postings that went out and had the applications come in and, um, you know, it's it's exciting to see the applications come in. It's also nerve wracking because you're like, oh my gosh, what if nobody applies? Um, But luckily that hasn't been the case. You know, I've had some very good applicants um, come in and then really just doing those um, those interviews, which, you know, you need to know so much from somebody and you have like this 60 minute window really to learn everything that you can. Um, as well as then doing reference checks, you know, I have, we have to do three reference checks per one of our contracts. It's actually required. So I just now added that into my onboarding, which is very important as well. Um, but you have that, that one snippet, that 60 minutes to do your interview, and it needs to have all of the questions that you think are important for what you do and how you do your work. You also have to um, be able to do some music. You need to know their music chops. You have to see how they are able to play and sing and create. And, you know, not only with guitar, but with piano. Piano is very important to me, too. I want to know how their piano skills are and if they um, can do any improv. Um, So really putting that all together, it's so different from the earlier ages for me when uh, I was like, yeah, I know you, you're good. Let's, let's just do this, (laughs) you know, which is how I brought on um, my first therapist that covered my maternity leave, which actually she just joined the team as a part-time therapist. So she's back. Um, And we went to seventh grade through high school together. So, (laughs) so it's kind of, you know, I digress, but anyways, um, it was just so casual in the beginning. I would just be like, Oh, I've heard like that you're, uh, someone we should talk. We, so we would talk and then we'd put something in place. But now, I mean, I do full interviews. Um, and, and I feel way, way legit (laughs) in a way, you know, it makes me feel like I have my big girl pants on. Um, it's just so different than, um, when you're just doing smaller interviews or maybe not even interviewing. Um, And it's definitely been a process that's evolved a lot over time um, until this last time where I interviewed uh, four individuals for the positions that came open here. I did wonder too, since we're talking about this interview and hiring stuff, I know that your process has probably evolved and changed and I'm sure is very uh, involved now um, like mine. What, do you do the same type of interview process for your um, music therapists as your um, lesson individuals or, you know, whoever that you're bringing on board? Do you do the same kind of big interview process for all of them? Yeah, it's very similar. I think the music therapist interview is a bit more in-depth because we want to talk through clinical skills and kind of give 
um, some scenarios, some clinical scenarios that they might find themselves in based on our clientele and just kind of see how they think on their feet. We work with kids a whole lot, so that's really important for us, um, for our music therapists to be able to do. So um, definitely the music therapy interviews are more in depth, but I would say the process is pretty similar between the two. And the nice thing about having a business partner is that we're able to kind of see, we're going to be able to talk through it together. So it's not just on one person's shoulders like it is for you. And I'm sure that can be extra stressful to be the person making that sole decision. Whereas with me, it's like, if I have a gut feeling and I, it's, or if I don't, if it's kind of on the fence, uh, you know, Katie can weigh in and usually we're on the same page with things, which is nice. But just having that extra, that extra vote of either confidence or looking at each other like, no, that this isn't a good fit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, it would that's be really nice to have. Would be helpful to have that second person, um, definitely. Because I feel like I always am talking this through with with Dave, my husband, and he just is staring at me. He's very supportive. He's like, okay, well then you know, this is still your decision. What do you want to do? I'm like, I need you to tell me, (laughs) you know, and he's like, that's not how this works. I'm like, I know, I know I have to make the choices, but, um, (laughs) it would be nice to have, you know, someone who actually understood all of the pieces right alongside that has to be very helpful. Yeah, it is nice to get some outside perspective. And with us, what we try to do is have other team members in the building when we're doing our interviews so that we can, while we're, giving the interviewee a tour, we can introduce them to other team members that are there and they can get a sense of, okay, what was your kind of um, first impression of this person? Do you think that they would fit in well here? And give them the opportunity to ask any questions that they have. And that's always a nice additional um, source of input when we're hiring. And we just did that. Actually, we just brought on Um, a lesson instructor, and she was able to meet two of our other music therapists while she was there for our interview. And afterwards, they both came in and said, oh, yeah, we love her. Yes, she's a yes, for sure. Good. Yeah. (laughs) I wondered, um, so I know that you have your music therapists and your lesson instructors on staff. Um, Do you have a front desk person or an admin person? We do. And this role has evolved quite a bit. So one of our teachers, one of our lesson instructors, she started out as an independent contractor. Actually, she started out as um, a parent of one of our students, <laughs> and she was teaching somewhere else and asked if she could potentially teach for us. We loved her. She came on as a contractor, taught lessons, quickly grew her student base, and kept asking, is there some other way that I can get more involved in the business? What else can I do? What else do you need help with? I have all of this background in organization and in banking and in all of these different things. Can I do something else? And Katie and I, of course, at that time were just overflowing with responsibilities. We both had so many things on our plate. I feel that you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, yes. You I know, feel more you. than anyone. <laughs> Right. So I was like, yes, let's let's make this happen. So very slowly I started delegating some things to her and she took them and ran with them. 
Hmm. And eventually came to me and was like, well, let me do this piece too. And let me do this other piece. And it would just be easier if I did this too. And so I kept giving her more things and taking things off of my plate and off of Katie's as well. And she really just grew this role into, well, we eventually called her our scheduling manager. And as of this summer, we just went through the reorientation process with all of our new paperwork and policies and now she's our studio manager so she's not yeah I know so she's not a front desk person per se because we don't really have a front desk Mm -hmm. and she's also teaching you know and she does a lot of work at home but she is now our studio manager she does all of our new student and client onboarding she does all of that initial communication and intake stuff which as you know that is one of the biggest headaches uh, that there is Yeah. Um, All of our class registration, she creates all of the class rosters as those come in. And it's just, it's been so freeing to have somebody that really enjoys, like she honestly enjoys creating spreadsheets and uh, organizing and and talking with all of our teammates and making sure that um, everybody is in communication with one another. So her doing that has, has... freed Katie and I up to do other things in the business that just weren't happening. And and those things are allowing us to reach out to more contract locations and to bring on those new contracts. We've got two that um, just are starting this month that are a big area of growth for our business. Mm-hmm. So I never thought the day would come where we would have somebody doing those tasks and those taking on those responsibilities. But I will say it's been life-changing. Yeah, I'm right, you know, I'm right in the middle of, like, where I absolutely am starting to need that um, with everything that I feel like (laughs) I'm saying 50 things at once. So the way that Harmony Garden's trajectory is right now with the contracts coming in and the contracts that are out there boiling and the employees coming on and everything growing, um, we're pushing out of our current space, like bursting at the seams uh, to the point where I'm looking at new spaces. Um, and just we're in such a ride right now that I feel like I'm, I'm going to end up having to do all of this at one time, which is a little bit scary, but I do. I need. I need to have that um, office manager, someone that might actually be at like not all the time at a front desk, but someone that kind of does do a little bit um, at the front of the office. And I just have not figured out how that plays out yet, but it is absolutely on the forefront of my mind. Um, my current clinic space is very small. It's very, um, like exactly what we need. It's quaint. Someone comes in, you can hear them cause you're like just on the other side of one door. Um, so it's never been an issue, but the space that I'm looking at is 22,000 square feet. Sorry, 2,200. <laughs> I was going to say mine is 2,500 and that's yeah. huge. So, so 22,000. No, no. Yeah. I always do that. I'm bad at numbers. Uh, so it's 2,200 square feet um, with multiple rooms and an admin space and my own office and like everything that I absolutely need. Um, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, but having that large of a space, if there's only one of us in there at any time, that's a lot of space between like where we would be in the back possibly doing a group and like people coming in the front. Um, so now it's just got my wheels turning on like, well, geez, what else do I need? And 
how else am I going to do that? So I just wondered what your, um, how you were sitting when it came to an office manager or a desk person or whatever um, title you'd call them. So I'm glad to hear you have a studio manager. Yeah, it's definitely been a big leap and being able to do it gradually was such a blessing for me, especially, I am not good at delegating. I am the person, like, I am editing every last piece of everything that goes out to anybody. And it's a problem because I just don't have the time in my day to be doing that. And I'm not doing that anymore. I've, I've been able to get those things off my plate. But I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that it's okay to delegate and people, there are other people that are as responsible as you. Yeah. And I think as business owners, we sometimes feel like nobody is as invested in our business as we are. But really, that's I found that that's not the truth. Our music therapy team is incredibly invested. They're incredibly careful and thoughtful about everything that they do regarding the business, whether it's their clinical work, whether it's their client communication or their documentation. And with Becky, who's our studio manager, honestly, at times I feel like she's kind of my boss because <laughs> she's coming to me and, and making sure that I've done certain things that need to be done. Right. So it's really wonderful to have somebody that's keeping me accountable and keeping me on my toes. And yeah, so it's it's been great. But just having that reminder that, you know, you don't have to do everything yourself in your business. Did we ever think that one of our lesson teachers would be taking on this role eventually? Definitely not. And it just kind of happened. So I think having an open mind and being open to the possibilities and just, you know, expecting the unexpected when it comes to how your team will grow and evolve is so important. This is maybe a little taboo to ask. I don't know. Um, but how do you pay her? Is she paid? Um, like, is she a part-time? Is she full-time? Is she contracted? Is she hourly? Like, how do you do that um, for her position? I'm just curious. Yeah. So she started as a contracted, as a contractor. And after she took on all of these roles where she was doing little bits and pieces, you know, that with admin work, they just kind of come in small little spurts here and there. Mm -hmm. And she was documenting her hours to the hilt, like to the to the five-minute mark, and like so meticulously that it was great how that we could see how she was spending her time, but it also felt like, you know, she was doing a whole lot of work just in the documentation of her <laughs> hours. Mm -hmm. So we kind of moved more to we, – we transitioned her to an employee, first of all, and then we kind of set her at a number of hours. So she has kind of like a max hour per week um, goal that she could exceed if she wanted to easily. Mm -hmm. But we kind of keep her at that. And we've really just been increasing that every couple of months as we've given her more responsibilities. Um, she developed an entire curriculum for us, or a class curriculum for us. And so we upped her hours a bunch then. And then when we gave her the role as studio manager, we upped her hours again. And we'll definitely be doing that several more times in the future. And our goal really is for her to become another full-time employee. So yeah. that's kind of what we're working towards. Yeah, that that's really awesome. Um, 
that you've been able to find someone that kind of melded into that position that you need um, and that understands your business. You know, again, it's hard. And I think maybe one of the things that I'm having a hard time with right now is that my whole entire team um, is brand new, <laughs> you know, um, it was, it was me and two therapists who'd been with me for one and a half to two and a half years. And then they both within a couple months of each other, um, signed in their, or turned in their resignations because they were traveling and commuting an hour, um, to an hour and a half to get to Harmony Garden to work. And, you know, that has a lifetime and I totally understand that. And it was sad to see both of those clinicians go cause they were amazing. Um, so with them both leaving recently and me onboarding my new team, which, you know, there's myself and four others, um, but they're, they're completely, completely new to everything that Harmony Garden does within three months, you know, I'm three months, one month, one day, <laughs> you know, they're, they're all so new. So I've got so much, teaching and educating and, um, and really priority is right now just getting them comfortable with the service work they're going to be doing and the diverse caseloads that they, we each carry. And, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in that piece right now, but I'm looking, I'm looking always ahead to see like, okay, but if that person, could back off with that contract, it would open up this and then maybe I could do more, you know, get this off my plate. Cause I honestly, like everything you say that you got off your plate, I'm like, please, somebody, somebody tell me that they know exactly what I'm going through and that they want to come here and just do all of those things and get half of the stuff out of my mind. Because, you know, it is, um, you know, something that you have, that I have to do. And I think that that for me has been a hard lesson to learn that, that, um, I'll get to a point where it, it's too much. Like I need to delegate, you know, I did, I did delegate off some of my office, um, like billing stuff. I do have uh, my mom who does some of my billing stuff and she's just trickling in doing a little bit more here and there, but she's retired. So she's not necessarily like looking to become my office manager, <laughs> um, right. you know, but just right now I'm just got to get my team settled and get things, getting things moving so that I can look out further because I know I've said this before. I think that we talked about this on the creative business breakdown podcast, but I've always been a yes person to growth. Like, yes, I want those contracts to come through. Yes, I will come talk to you about music therapy. Yes, I will figure out a way for you to get the services that you need, whether it's individually, private paid, early childhood, a group in a group home or something in the hospital or something at an offsite facility. Like, it doesn't matter. My answer and my goal has always been yes. Um, but now it's gotten to like, oh my gosh, now all these things are like popping and I just have to, to ride the wave. Um, <laughs> and just cross my fingers and train. And I'm hoping that when after Labor Day, I will feel like I can breathe a little bit more. So two more weeks. <laughs> You'll get there. But, you know, I think you're doing it right. You're doing it the way that we did, which is we are very transparent with our team about the work that we do behind the scenes. So we have an open office at our studio. And when we're meeting there, we'll often have our employees and other team members in and out. And so they kind of know what's going on in our business, the work that we're doing outside of clinical and kind of what's happening to make the business run. And that's really how Becky figured out 
all of the things that she does now. She asked a lot of questions. She sat in on a lot of the work that we were doing. So I think that exactly what you're doing right now, which is just being in constant communication with your team and constantly thinking about ways that you can evolve those roles, you may be surprised at what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I that's that's what we're that's what we're doing. Um, so Rachel, do you have any other any nuggets of advice that you would like to pass on to other business owners that might be moving out of their solopreneur life into more of a boss role right now? I would say to just not be afraid and not not make being too precious about your business stand in the way of growing your team. I know for me that was a big hurdle to get over. Even taking Katie on as a contractor all of those years ago, I had this image of what music therapy's connection stood for and the way that I wanted to present myself and my business in the community. And I, I always thought nobody can do this the way that I do it. And that stood in the way of my growth for the first you know, six or seven years of the business when I could have done this years and years before that. So I think just being open to growing and to evolving is the first step. Just just be open to it. And then don't feel like you have to do it all at once. I know that when you when you start kind of growing the team and expanding outwards, you want to just quickly do it and and just keep going with it, but being able to do it gradually has been such a blessing for our business and if you have the ability to do that especially when it's your first or your second team member then then take advantage of that yeah yes if i hadn't done all of the slow growth that i have done for all these years uh riding this insane wave right now where i am like growing leaps and bounds um would be like standstill petrifying you know i mean so don't think that you have to onboard you know, two full-time therapists, a part-time and a contractor all within three months. <laughs> like that, that was obviously something that took me a very long time to get to. Um, but it is, it's, it's so important to not be afraid and to um, kind of know that taking the chances um, will be something that can produce something amazing. Um, when I was probably in year five or six of being open, I was subleasing from um, some speech and language pathologists. Uh, and I just had this little room in the back of their clinic and they were just doing speech at the time. And one of the constant conversations that we would have would be, if you build it, they will come. And they used to say that all the time. If you build it, Jamie, they will come. And I've watched them take over the entire building that I'm in now. And they have speech, PT, OT, and ABA therapy. And they are giantly booming, um, which is kind of why it's pushing me to a point where I might have to leave my space because I kind of got boxed in. And now that's where I'm at is like, no, seriously, I think if I if I need to build it right now and then it will come, I have to trust in everything that I have put in place. Um, and so for someone who's maybe starting out or is small and by yourself, like just trust that you have put that system in place 
and know what you want it to look like and then build it. If if you build it, they will come. <laughs> I, I really do think that is, there's some major truth to that. Um, and just, but just make sure that you're doing it comfortably for yourself at the rate that needs to be done. I agree with that. And that we actually saw that happen with our newest music therapist. At the time, 100% truth, we didn't have the music therapy service work there to to fill her hours, even as a part-time therapist. At that point, we knew that we were taking a big, big leap in hiring her because you know how it is when you're when you're balancing new contracts and marketing services is that you have to have those hours in place to some degree to bring on a, a therapist to to work those hours. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to say yes to a contract before you have the person to fulfill that contract. Right. So we found ourselves in that position and finally just decided, let's take the leap. So we're going to build it. We're going to build our team. And then these contracts and these clients are going to come. And that is exactly what happened. We brought on many more individual clients and several new contracts. And now her caseload is completely full and we're looking at doing it all over again. Yes. Yes. I bet that you felt that at least this is what I'm hoping. I want you to tell me that you did (laughs) Um, when you got your large space. So when you went from having your clinic in your home to a, would you say uh, 2,500 square foot space, like you built it. And then they obviously are coming because that's what I need right now. I need to hear you tell me that if I make this leap on this 2,200 square foot space, that they will come, (laughs) that it will grow. Oh, yes. Well, and let's just remember that this space has 10 rooms in it. At the time, there were only four team members. And so we're thinking, oh, we'll never fill this space. We'll never even halfway fill this space. And then a year later, it was completely, you know, you not full, but used. And at this point, you know, we're kind of eyeing the other side of the building that is vacant right now. Oh, like, you have vacants <laughs> on the other side of your building. That is always nice. <laughs> we, we do, but it's 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 um quite a bit bigger than our current space. So we yeah. would be more than doubling. And so that's that is a really big leap. And I don't yes. think we're quite ready to take that yet. So, so talk to me in like another year. So. <laughs> right. Um here's another maybe taboo and you can either include it in the podcast or not, but do you want to share what you pay for rent? Yeah. So (laughs) we pay about, I want to say $2,600 a month. And that was a big shock going into this new space because uh, I'll add that in between going from my home clinic space to our current one, we did for one year have space inside of a music store. So we had oh, that's three right. rooms. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We had three rooms in the use of a group space. And we quickly outgrew that. We outgrew that within three months. And we stuck it out for a year. But um, yeah, that was huge because we'd never had that kind of overhead in our business. Yeah. And it's not like we were taking on these giant contracts to cover that additional overhead. So we really had to hustle. And like I said on some recent podcasts, you know, we didn't pay ourselves for several months and 
We took some yeah. hits, but yeah. hey, they were worth it. And and I feel the same way about team members as well. When we brought on, especially our studio manager, a lot of that admin work, those aren't revenue producing tasks necessarily. No. They're saving us time, but they're not bringing in additional income. So that was a big leap for us to take in hiring somebody to do those things because it was taking things off of our plate, but it was not bringing in dollars. Yeah. My current space that I have is around, I think it's around 750 or 800 square feet. Um, and I pay $1,000 a month with utilities um, included in that. Um, and the space that I'm looking at, at is about a dollar a square foot and it's a 2,200 square foot space. So, um, yeah, I'm just dabbling. I mean, I, I assumed that your rent was probably in that same ballpark, but you know, it's hard to tell town to town, city to city what's, but, but it is, it's an, it's one of those nerve wracking, like, well, I think that we can do it. We're at the point, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you build it, it's they possible. will come. <laughs> exactly. It is possible. You can make anything work as long as you are, you know, setting your mind to it. And as long as you have that will, then you're going to find a way to do it. Let's continue the conversation in the comments of the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com or email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel Rambach and at listenlearnmusic. And you can also find Jamie there at HG Music Therapy. As always, I'm super grateful that you took some time out of your day to listen to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I hope you'll share it with a friend and take a second to rate and review the show in your podcast app. We'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.